five o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Men. Hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. All right, we're on the uh, eve of our Children's Miracle Network Radiothon. We'll have uh, some of those uh, stories for you tomorrow and how you can uh, donate and uh, continue the great work of the James and Connie Maynard Children's Hospital. Uh, that will do all the normal sports headlines, have great guests for the next couple of days, uh, but uh, do note that, that we'll be uh, doing that tomorrow, and we're looking forward to, uh, to that. Also, uh, got a lot to get to today. Uh, our friend, the great legendary Ronald Vincent, we'll be catching up with him on the phone. RV has had the field named for him at uh, Guy Smith Stadium. So I'm looking forward to catching up with RV. Uh, sports gambling has passed in North Carolina, or at least it's passed the House. It will be on its way now to the Senate, where it is certain to pass, and then moving on to uh, Governor Cooper, where old Wimpy will sign it into law. So that is... Uh, that we, we talked earlier today with Jason Sane. I'm going to bring you some of the highlights from that conversation. Uh, he's the man who uh, got this pushed through this time around uh, after it came up short by a vote last year. So uh, a lot to get to uh, here today. Uh, let me thank uh, a couple of people before we jump into uh, some of the audio and a pirate report. Uh, of course, uh, the great... Scooter Rogers and the great legendary uh, Dr. Gary Overton Cocho for letting me commandeer their booth yesterday. Uh, and let me thank also my bosses at ESPN Plus. They, they have not told me you can't do your radio show on days you have a game, but it's, it's usually pretty tough for me to do that. And they were uh, flexible with uh, how we went through uh, everything uh, that we normally go through before telecast to allow me the time to do the show yesterday. So I really appreciate uh their flexibility and uh to you cookie because uh you're still sort of new at this producing gig chris cookie cook Woo! the producer of uh the patrick johnson show whoop, whoop. and uh you were a little stressed yesterday at times cookie you you were unsure how all this would go with me being uh at the ballpark but it yeah, worked out it worked out yeah we had a good show glad yeah. you could bring scooter on with you yeah, good to have Scooter for a minute. Wish we could have got Coach O on. Maybe we'll do that in the future. And, oh, I uh, love me some Coach O. Yeah. Nicest great. guy I've ever met. Yeah. And then uh, great to have uh, Mike Oresco on. Uh, Cookie has posted that on uh, 94.3 The Game uh, on the podcast page on our website. And you can uh, also check it out uh, by ac- accessing it via social media. So we shall see. Uh, if you want to go back and uh, – if you missed any of the Oresco interview, if you just want to relive the magic, uh, it is there. Pirates lose last night on the diamond in uh, what I uh, just would have to say was frustrating fashion. Uh, UNCW came in with uh, their hitting shoes on, 11 hits, 9-3 victory. They bombed three homers. They got some really good pitching, got a great start from a guy who had not started in two years and had been hurt last season. 
Uh, their middle reliever, the guy Craig, Luke Craig was, uh, very good. Four and a third scoreless innings. Uh, and then, uh, their closer came in and, and shut the thing down. Only the second loss at home for the Pirates this season. And, uh, I had Will Coxon, I had his hitting streak, uh, wrong, but he's extended it to 12 games. So that is, uh, what Will Coxon did. That was really the only bright spot for the Pirates, uh, who just didn't do anything right. They booted the ball around offensive, uh, defensively, uh, just not competitive at bats. Uh, according to Coach Godwin, and the pitching uh, certainly struggled. So Pirates will leave Brighton early tomorrow for Raleigh, where they will board a plane and head to Houston, and then they'll charter back after the game on Sunday. We'll have all of the uh, games for you in the series right here on 94.3, the game uh, this weekend. Right now, let's uh, get into some uh, of the Coach Godwin audio, as brief as it is, and some other thoughts on baseball and Pirate Pro Day in our Pirate Report. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. And Cliff Godwin giving his thoughts following the loss. We got beaten all three phases. I just told Coach O I thought UNCW was more ready to play than us, which makes me want to pull up. It's my fault. I'm the head coach, so that's my job. Uh, but until our guys want to show up and, and get in the fight a little bit earlier, Against a really good team, but also an in-state team. We just haven't played well in the midweek, and UNCW's kicked the butt twice. Yeah, the uh, Seahawks, who looked really good last night, uh, Pirates may have had a lot to do with that, uh, sweep the season series from ECU. Coach Godwin, uh, noting both on the post-game radio and post-game uh, with the media, he wanted to throw up. He wanted to puke, as Banyan would say. That's a funny word, puke. Should have said that, right, Cookie? I wanted to puke. I say barf. I think that's a little funny. You like barf? It's like, that's oh, God, I'm going to barf. That's just Hurl. hilarious. Hurl is a good one. That's a good yeah. one. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Blow chunks. Um, you know, throw up, as he said. Uh, there's there's many ways. Spew. I think that was in the uh, uh, Wayne's World. Going to spew. So uh, that is uh, – <laughs> that is uh, – Coach Godwin sentiments. And look, you know, obviously saw them play at home against William and Mary, and they kind of gutted out a win there, held on. William and Mary was game, but not as talented uh, as Wilmington or as ECU, obviously. Although William and Mary did beat Campbell last night. Um, and I know, you know, during the season, you're going to, they're not going to win every game. There's no way. But, uh, the, just kind of energy surrounding the team based on how they've played over the weekends versus midweek is kind of stark. And I think a lot of it is, as Coach Godwin has noted many times, engagement by his, his roster. Are they fired up and ready to play? And it just seems like that hasn't clicked for them in these midweek games. Now, Wilmington... Take your hat off to them. They came in ready to go. They struck out 15 times down at their park, and, and last night did a much better job at the plate hitting ECU pitching. Coach Godwin on the bullpen getting uh, a lot of work last night. They got some work, and they, they've been wanting the ball, and they weren't good enough tonight. So, uh, you know, be careful what you ask for. Um, a lot of guys got out there and weren't good enough. 
So that's the end of that. We didn't play good enough defense. We didn't swing the bats good enough. We didn't pitch good enough. And if you don't do that, you're not going to win. And I think there's some things that uh, are cause for concern offensively. When they are executing well, they've been wonderful on the weekend. But it has taken them a little while to get into games at times, and, and I think they've got to bring that same energy. They started to show signs of being engaged offensively early in the Saturday and Sunday games against Mason. But you've got to, you've got to be ready to go from the jump, I think, if you're the uh, Pirates and uh, the pitching on the weekend is starting pitching has been fantastic. And I think you saw last night why uh, maybe this coaching staff is, is I don't want to say hesitant, but maybe not as eager to go to the bullpen uh, as they have been in the past. And uh, you can't say guys weren't given an opportunity last night. So uh, you see you'll be back at it. Friday night at Houston at 7.30. Uh, we'll be on the air at 7.15 with our pregame countdown coverage for you. Uh, we saw ECU Pro Day yesterday. Uh, we had our guys all over it. Joey Football was out there uh, asking the questions. Big day for Joey Football yesterday, Cookie. He was like a young cookie out there, you yeah, know, all over the place. Ehlers even said uh, good question to him uh, when he asked something. I heard that. But he was like a young cookie. He's eager to get out there. Cookie now has become a fat cat that likes to be in the studio. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm jaded now. <laughs> um, but uh, Paul Naylor's, I, I heard, looked really good. I, I, I don't want to put words in uh, Joey Football's mouth, but, you know, he's fairly close with, with Holton. But in the period of time Holton was working out down in Birmingham, uh, he added yardage to his long ball. You know, they track that, how far you can throw the ball. And, I mean, he, he added something like 13, 12, 13 yards to his long ball in just a few months. Yeah, I saw uh, a lot of the videos from it because he's uh, Holton's been putting them on his Instagram, and we had him on our Twitter and Facebook. He looks like he's doing a lot better. Look good. Uh, this is uh, what Holton said. He has learned going to a pro-style offense this offseason. The question courtesy of uh, our very own Joe Sampson. You know, I think, um, you know, that's playing quarterback to be able to go under center, especially at a pro level in these pro-style offenses. And a lot of it's just terminology, just understanding that, you know, we usually have a one-word in the West Coast system. It's a, you know, one-word type thing in the digit system and the pro-style system. It's, you know, 16, 20 words. Um, so just learning that. And then, you know, on the field, just going under center, getting comfortable with it. You know, I haven't really done it too much. Um, and just ability to do that. And I'm, I'm super comfortable with it now. I mean, I had three months of working at it under center. And we, sh- we showed today that we had a lot of under center work just to show that I was comfortable with it and could do it. Um, yeah, so I'm just excited for it and excited for the future. And, look, I, I don't want to give anybody false hope. I think the thinking is Holton has a great chance to latch on with a team. Could he get drafted in the late rounds? Possibly. Will he get an opportunity? And, and not just say we're bringing a guy – to have bodies in camp. No, I mean, a legit opportunity. I really think so. Uh, but your Green Bay Packers have kind of been linked to him, and all the scouts were there from every NFL team yesterday. I would love more than anything for him to go to Green Bay. And 
now all of a sudden these other scouts wanted to talk to Holton yesterday is what I've been told. And well, they, Green Bay said, no, no, we've been on him from the beginning. You guys get away. Yeah, they need to back off so that my Packers can get him. Uh, Holton on how he thought the pro day went on Tuesday. You know, obviously I felt like I ran good, but the big thing for me is just throwing uh, and talking to teams. And uh, I felt like I could show that I could do some things that, you know, maybe I didn't show during the season or didn't get the chance to show. So feel good about it. And uh, H.A. on when he expects to get drafted. You know, five through seven, a priority free agent. You know, hopefully, you know, today, um, you know, bump that up. And, um, you know, I just I just want to land in a good spot, you know, wherever I am and uh, make the most of every opportunity that I've Every opportunity to step onto the field, I want to make the most of it and show what I can do, and I feel like I've done that to this point. Yeah, he has, and, and I'm happy for Holton. You know him pretty well, Cookie. I mean, he's times we've had him in, I've enjoyed uh, kind of spending one-on-one time with him. He had a lot of pressure on him in his time here playing at ECU, and I think he's – I'm glad he is healthy enough to be participating in all of this and uh, has done enough to get to get some legitimate attention. So, And look. Don't don't underestimate his leadership abilities. You know, teams are looking for that in a, in a lot of ways too. Uh, what is next for him between now and uh, when the draft begins uh, in a few weeks? Here, this is what Holton had to say. Keep training. Um, I'm gonna eat a good lunch though. I've barely been able to eat. I'm trying to lose some weight, so I'm gonna go stuff myself with some food for the rest of the day um, and just get back to work, man. You know, the job's not done. You know, you build up to this pro day thing. It's a huge deal, but, you know, you know now, it's, now it's really go time once April comes because we get in a rookie mini camp, mini camp and, and kind of go from there. So um, it's, it's really just getting started. Uh, we're going to hear from some of the other players, too, but uh, this is on let's go to six-year cookie and how working with uh, QB country has helped him with the deep ball. Literally all of it. I mean, just, just board work too. I mean, it was it was a great process, and you know that's a relationship I would continue to build. And I mean, it helped me last year going into my senior year. I had six days with him. I felt like I would change then, and you know now I had three months with him. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was great, and you know we focused on you know, velocity, deep ball, um, you know mechanics, all of it. You know when I got there, um, we long tossed day one. I hit 58 yards when I when our, our last day there I hit 71 yards. So um, that's in three months. So. Uh, we wanted to show out there I could do that today and, and have a lot of deep balls in it, and I felt like I did that. There you go. That That is what uh, I was saying, 58 yards to 71 yards. So he picked up 13 yards. I mean, that's that's a jump off the paper number for you. So, uh, look, I hope it. I really do hope it works out for Holton. I think it would be great to have him participate uh, on an active NFL. And we all know this. It, you need to have – guys are going to get hurt. You gotta have guys on your, on your roster to play the position. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. Um, it's a tough deal to have, man. I mean, look at, uh, you know, look, look no further than, uh, I mean, it's just, it's a tough deal to make it, but I, I think, uh, I think he will. I mean, Cordell Powell's who I'm thinking of. Cornell, fantastic athlete and, and, you know, he's, he's seen the field a little bit in Kansas City, but hey, he's, he's, Made the most of his opportunities. We had him back in the studio over the summer. Yep. Yep. We'll get him again soon. Um, great guy. We love Cornell. Um, be great to have another Greenville area guy in the pros. It really would. Uh, could have CJ Johnson there as well. Uh, his thoughts on his pro day. I think I did pretty well. I mean, uh, me and my boys, we trained pretty hard for the last three months for this opportunity. So I think we came out here and did a great job. And he tells Ose, I mean us, 
about a visit that he has planned. The next step will be um, I'll be flying out to uh, New Orleans April 1st for a 30 visit and um, then just training all the way up until the draft until I get picked up. And then what the scouts have been talking to CJ about. I've gotten a lot of feedback. Uh, they like they like my size. They like uh, the big slot um, scenario that they can put me in. And um, as far as it's things I need to work on, they've been, they've been really keying in on my speed and just wondering how fast I am. I think he's going to be fast enough. I think that size in the slot as a receiver gives him uh, an, an opportunity to, uh, in the vein of uh, his high school teammate, Holt Naylor's, uh, to get a shot and play uh, at the next level. Uh, Keaton Mitchell, they didn't, they didn't need to, he, he wanted to run the 40. Let's go to cut 17, uh, Cookie. Keaton wanted to run the 40, but they said, nah, you're good. You're good there, speedster. I wanted to participate. I wanted to run the 40 again. Good weather. I ain't gonna lie, I was going to try to get 4-1. I was going to get some crazy, but <laughs> nah. Um, I thought I was going to get some running back drills, but punt, that's uh, what everybody wanted to see. And I felt like I did what I had to do, and I felt like I did good. So, Cut 18 and how Keaton Mitchell thinks the pro day helped his draft stock. Oh, no, nah, we ain't free agent over here. We can't get drafted. Nah, uh, nah they talking good. Um, they just wanted to see me catch punts. Like I said, they know I can uh, I can make big plays. They know I'm fast. Uh, just catching punts, like I said, I feel like I did good. So my draft stock ro- uh, rolled some more. So uh, we're going to see what they say after this. Um, Keaton on how he thinks he can continue to improve his draft stock. Like I said, off season, I was just working on upper body strength. Uh, bench, I wanted 13 through 15. I ain't never really hit 13 for real, but went in there, juiced up 13. I'm fine with that. Scouts were impressed, so that's all I needed to do. Uh, and then uh, let me see here. Uh, all of Keaton's stuff is so good. Uh, next cut, cut 20. Scouts were impressed with his upper body strength. Like I said, like I said, off season, I was just working on upper body strength. Uh, bench, I wanted 13 through 15. I ain't never really hit 13 for real, but went in there, juiced up 13. I'm fine with that. Scouts were impressed, so that's all I needed to do. Uh, and then uh, where teams are looking at him? I got the Falcons on the 14th. Uh, Jets, we're going to see what they talking about. The Lions, Packers, things like that. So, yeah. How about that? Ryan Jones looked good, too. Uh, my guy, Sonny Sunholder, thinks that uh, Ryan Jones is going to get a shot. Uh, you had Winstead out there, Noah Henderson. Uh, we'll hear from some of those guys later on because we've got to get uh, a break. We also have uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick and Blake Harrell talking yesterday in the post-practice. Uh, a lot of this audio will hold over to tomorrow and, and what we don't get to Friday as well. So uh, let's grab a break. Uh, we'll come back and uh, we'll talk a little baseball. The legendary Ronald Vincent uh, will join us on the other side of this timeout on the PJ Show. As if the legendary Ronald Vincent wasn't any more legendary, or, or you couldn't do anything to make him any more legendary, uh, they have, and rightfully so. We welcome North Carolina's top winner, in baseball victories for high school baseball in this state, multiple-time state champ. Uh, one of the uh, good guys, our great friend, Ronald Vincent, RV with us here. How are you, sir? 
Doing fine, Patrick. How about you? I hope things are going good in your world. Yeah, they are. Uh, congrats, uh, Rose Rolls last night over Havelock, 23-3, on the year. Jacksonville tomorrow at Guy Smith Stadium, and we're going to talk to you about some of that. But uh, nice nice beginning to the season for you guys. Yeah, you know, we have played played well most of the time. We've gotten good pitching. We hit a bump against uh, West Colorado. You know, we uh, uh they they hit the ball in the last inning. We gave up seven runs in the last inning, and, uh, but uh, for the most part, we played very well. We were getting better each week, uh, which is what you try to do in baseball. You got to get better each week, or you know, you you know you miss it, mess up. So we're getting better and getting good pitching and good defense, and that's a good place to start. Yeah, four and two in the Big East, three a four a, and uh, again tomorrow it is going to be uh, Jacksonville. The game is at six thirty. Uh, we want everybody to get out to Guy Smith Stadium early. The cat's out of the bag on this a little bit, but yeah. uh, it doesn't it doesn't deteriorate uh, or take away any from detractors, more the, the better word, uh, from uh, the fact that you know I think a lot of folks need to, to head out tomorrow night and and uh, give you your flowers. They've named the field rightfully so, uh, Ronald R V Vincent Field at Guy Smith Stadium. So that's that's look. I know that means a lot to you. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it is, and, and the uh, sign, the, the, uh, what the people have done is very nice. Uh, how it's been put together and stuff, and uh, yeah, you know, uh, you don't you don't go into coaching thinking they're going to name the field after you or anything like that. At least I didn't. And, uh, it's it's one of the things I wasn't expecting, but some people in town got behind it, and uh, uh, it's really a great honor, Patrick. It really is. There's a lot of a lot of good things happening at Guy Smith Stadium. It's a pretty special place, and look, I don't—you I, can't be going and getting big-headed on you. So I'm going to remind you of this: you don't have a road named after you like Marvin. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know, I know, but we tell Marvin it's a dead-end road. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I know I'll never catch up with him though. <laughs> uh, the legendary Ronald Vincent RV is with us uh, here. You know, you, well, Guy Smith, and, and there's so much baseball history there, not just Rose, but just baseball history in this uh, great city. But g- give me an idea of uh, just any of your great memories that just immediately jumped to mind at that park. Well, you know, so many times uh, the, the ones that really jumped to mind, my mind are, you know, playoff games and, you know, deep in the playoffs and third or fourth round or Eastern finals playing out there. And uh, we, we've, uh, you know, about – Stadium about packed, and we've had some. Oh, back in the days, but Rocky Mount was our key rival. Had some great games out there, and then, then uh, Newburn became. But now Conley and South Central are right, and you know we have a lot of people in there when we play those teams, and you know it's, it's a lot of a lot of fun when you get a big crowd out there and a big crowd out there in left field yelling at everybody, and it's a uh, uh, it's, it's uh, a lot of, a lot of good memories there. <laughs> It's a whole lot better memories when it's warmed up a bunch. (laughs) (laughs) Look, Rampants are off to the 11-1 start. But, look, uh, South Central's got eight wins. Uh, Conley's got eight wins to this point. So, I mean, it's, it's, again, all of this kind of runs through Pitt County in the conference, doesn't it? It it does. It does. And, uh, you know, Pitt County baseball, people around here don't know how fortunate they are to be able to see baseball, high-quality high baseball at every level, uh, from 
the little league, the Babe Ruth, you know, our 15-year-old Babe Ruth team won the World Series yeah, last year. Sure did. And then the, you know, the high school and then East Carolina, you know, we've got high-level baseball at, at every age level. And people uh, have to understand how fortunate we are to be like this. And, and you know, you just got to get, keep getting better. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, we mentioned the team uh, with a big win last night. Uh, you, you talked about them generally. Uh, tell us about some of the kids that are having big years for you. Well, you know, uh, our, our catcher, Perry Eveleth, is, is really playing well. And, and uh, you know, our defense is solid, you know, all the way through. and Getting some big hits from White for Gundis and uh, our pitching Hugh Collins and Andrew Wallen and uh, Dave Hathaway have really – Pitch well. They're three starting pitchers, and uh, they have pitched well. And uh, the, you know, when you, pitchers are throwing strikes and you know, you, making plays behind them, you, you stay in every game anyhow. You know, you stay close. And, uh, so we've been very fortunate uh, to, to do that. So, but you know, it all comes down in the end. It, it never changes. It, it's the pitching that day. How good your pitching is on that day. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, most of the Pitt County teams are going to play good defense because they grow up playing baseball. They grow up, you know, seven years old, eight years old, uh, playing in the recreation leagues and they grow up playing baseball. And there's a scattering of, uh, well, not a scattering, they're players from each team that have played in the Greenville program. And, uh, uh, these, these players, like I say, play high caliber baseball from the time they're nine through 18 years old and so they know how to play defense mostly the one and only uh rv ronald vincent back with us here on the patrick johnson show um it's good to always catch up with uh coach vincent rv as he's known uh far and wide closing in on thousand wins as well yeah and look i'm not I, you're you're modest about all this but i mean we we know all this so we're we're pumping it up but i mean that, gosh that's a lot of victories isn't it <laughs> <laughs> a lot of great hair involved. <laughs> but here's the thing: you, I don't know what the loss total is, but those that eat at you more, don't they? They do. You know, you know when we talk about all this, Patrick. That's a good point. Uh, when you talk about all this stuff, people don't factor in these devastating losses that you have over the years. You know, the uh, it's just uh, you know each year, unless you win a loss, will end in a loss. You know, if you get in the playoff and and you have <clears throat> sometimes. Sometimes you, you know, you beat by a better team, you just take your hats off and deal with it. And, and then sometimes you, there's that back breaking going down to seventh, eighth, ninth inning and, and, uh, uh, coming in second. Boy, it, it's really tough and it stays with you a long time. So, uh, uh, the wins, you know, wins are really good. And, and, and the thing that you have to learn is never take wins for granted. Always enjoy them. You know, always enjoy them because right around the corner of the next game is, one of these tough losses that can just, uh, you never get out of your brain. Yeah. Never get out of your brain. Yeah. Uh, Ronald Vincent, RV with us, uh, here tomorrow night against Jacksonville. The, uh, Rose right. Rampants will play against, uh, the Cardinals who enter six and four. They're three and two in the league. Uh, Jacksonville, 630, Guy Smith Stadium. They'll have the, uh, official ceremony to honor RV and, uh, honor, uh, him where, uh, it is now RV Field at uh, Guy Smith Stadium. You've seen a lot of baseball games in yeah. your time, a lot. 
So I want to ask you this, knowing that it's going to be tough and you're worried about leaving names out, but just off the top of your head, give me just a handful of the best to ever come out of Greenville in baseball, in your opinion. Well, like you said, I'm, I know I'm going to leave a bunch of them out, but, you know, I have to go back to the beginning with uh, when in 75 with uh, Macon Moy and Kelly Heath back in those days. That such good players. And then, you know, we had Roger Williams and Gordon Douglas come along. Uh, Ronnie Chapman, Ronnie, uh, Roger Williams, Gordon, Gordon Douglas, both of them pitched at Carolina and both of them were drafted, you know, out of Carolina. Uh-huh. And then, you know, we had, we had that great group we came through, uh, with, uh, Timmy Moore and Maurice Hines, Heath Clark and all those guys. Man, we were really, really good in those years. And, and then, then, you know, in the early nineties, it was, uh, Richie Grimsley and, uh, Mike Beland and Montez Beck that we lost to, uh, New Hanover three straight years, and New Hanover won the uh, state championship three straight years, and you know they beat us, and uh, we were second, second to them. And then then came the '97 uh, with two uh, two and Monte Roundtree and Ryan Meadows. And, uh, you know we were really really good uh, in those days. Clayton McCulloch catching, and then <laughs> long long comes uh, Ryan Gordon and Will Brinson and. Adam Tyson and Justin Phillips and James Gala, you know, they were undefeated that year. And then, you know, we were really good for the next couple of years. And then here comes Kevin Hodges and Justin Hardy and Alex White, and, uh, you know, in 03 and 04. And Mike Fly, God, David Ford, these guys were so good, so good. And, and then, uh, in the later on, here comes Andrew Kane and, and, uh, Mark Wilder and, uh, Paul McIntosh. Uh, you know, Clark Massey back in 2008. And then we, you know, so had some really, we had some really good teams in the, in the teams and really good teams, but we didn't have the pitching, the second and third pitcher, you know, with, uh, Greg Hardison and Coleman Sawyer and we were so good, but we didn't have the second and third pitcher that you have to have. And then of course, you know, recently Rocky Glasgow and, uh, those guys like that when we won the state championship with Wade Jarman and yeah. Danny Sadler. Uh, so, so, and, and I know I've left out a bunch of them that are really good because, uh, a lot of these guys go on. Jamie Brewington, can I remember how yeah. good he was? Yeah. Yeah, sure do. Brewington played in the majors three or four years. And, and we've seen some, you know, in this area, people who don't watch it, golly, you know, we've seen so many good players. Adam Warren, uh, Sean Armstrong, all these guys in the major leagues, uh, Chisholm Hall, golly. Yep. Uh, we yep. Some of the good players we've run into over the years. You've seen Trot Nixon, too. I mean, it's just, it, it's remarkable. Whew. It really is Trot, uh, remarkable. Trot Nixon, Trot Nixon was just good. Uh, the mixture of uh, tremendous talent with tremendous desire. Oh, he was tough. Trot Nixon. And Josh Hamilton. Yeah. Josh Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's in a different. He's in a different area because yeah. he was. He was. Gosh, he could. Ooh, yeah, he could do it all. So you know, over the years, over the years, there's been some great players, and uh, you know, they've been a lot of fun to watch him. Henry Hinton uh, asked you. Of course, you know Henry Hinton. Just you know, I, I if he asked you the question, I got to steal it from him. But when he interviewed okay. you a while back, uh, and and I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but just. So, so two things. Advice for any, you know, family or player or, or anybody who, you know, is involved in this kind of at the, the youth or 
high school level? What's your best advice for them? You know, it, 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 we get so caught up in things and stuff, Patrick, about doing this, doing this, and we get so heated about was that a hit or was that an error? You know, Tyler, enjoy, enjoy watching your children grow up. And I was talking to talking to somebody Monday, who, whose uh, youngest daughter is actually graduating from Rose High right now, uh-huh. and he said. Holly, I wish I could take these, go back to those 10 years and just and sit back and enjoyed watching my children grow up and not so worried about winning, not so worried about whether he's got three hits today or one hit, you know, right, yeah. back everything in. Just, just have fun and enjoy your kids coming through because, you know, it's such a brief time in, in their life that they play. Uh, and so, you know, Work at it, get better because the game's a whole lot more fun. The better you are, the more fun it is. You know, every uh, we know that. So work at it, do that. But uh, when the game's over, the game's over. Unless you get in the car and go get some ice cream or something. <laughs> so, uh, all right. You know, advice for coaches. Uh, you know, learn as much about the game as you can. You know, you want to teach these guys uh, uh, as much as you can and, and teach them the right way. Teach you the right way to play. Uh, you know, go to clinics. Uh, you know, work with, teach them fundamentals. But the same thing is, it's not winning uh, a little league game on June the first is not a life or death thing. It's just not that big a deal when you look back on it. Uh, 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 but uh, you, you will have a, you coaches you have impact, Patrick. I, I'm still. Tell you who my little league coaches were and see them right now in my mind. Yeah, is I'm sure you can. Uh, you can still know your little league coaches because you're gonna have an impact, and so make it a positive one to have. And the same thing, enjoy it. And it's so much fun when you have these guys together and, and the, the little league. Every level, the team comes together and everybody starts pulling for everybody else, and it's a lot of fun like that. You know, I, I think uh, with baseball, really at all sports, but with baseball especially, this is. I mean, you're the personification of this. If you treat the game well, the game's going to treat you well. Yes. And, 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 you know, the thing about baseball, which is so unusual, you can play better than another team and still lose in baseball. You, you can hit the ball harder than another team or you, and you can, you know, and still lose. And you can have the best players on the field. Just like the, the Angels got the two best players in Major League Baseball, yeah. and don't play five, don't play five hundred. Yep. You know, and then so uh, baseball, baseball is different from other games. Where you know, in, in football or basketball, if you're bigger, stronger, faster, eventually you're gonna win. But in baseball, one man out on that mound having a good day, and the ball bouncing the wrong way, and getting line drives to wrong people, it is. Uh, you can you can outplay the other team and still lose. So. Yeah, uh, and uh, that's that's the frustrating part, but also the fun part about it in a lot of ways. It, 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 well, you're exactly right, Patrick. It's frustrating if you're on the one side, but it's the fun thing. Uh, you know, everybody knows when you go in the game, you've got a chance. Yep. Hey, uh, Ronald Vincent, congratulations. I'm, I'm so happy they named the field for you at uh, Guy Smith Stadium, and good luck the rest of the way, and I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. Well, I hope so, Patrick, and thank you, and you have a good day. 
This is Chris Cook with your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. In some breaking news, online sports betting is one step closer to becoming a law in North Carolina. Earlier today, House Bill 347, known as the Sports Wagering Bill, passed a final House vote 64-45. to The bill now heads to the Senate, which passed a different version of a sports betting bill back in 2021. If the Senate passes HB 347, Governor Roy Cooper has said he would sign it into law. UNCW wrote an 11-hit outburst to a 9-3 victory over number 8 East Carolina. The Seahawks blasted three home runs as the Pirates lost for just the second time at home this season. East Carolina University hosted NFL scouts during the ECU Pro Day Tuesday. A number of former Pirates got the chance to showcase their skills ahead of the NFL draft. Former Pirate quarterback Colt Naylor's has seen his stock rise from the last several games of the regular season to the Birmingham Bowl and a couple of All-Star Game MVP performances. It's all led up to Tuesday's workout in front of the scouts my qb coach got here about a week ago and we had you know practices and then walkthroughs going through this and um when you're sitting out here with you know some of your best friends in the world and you look and like i mean we're all chasing the same dream and we all came here to chase that dream and you know, now every single nfl team with with multiple guys here here to watch us like why would you we not you know go out there and try to put on a show and you know, i feel like we did that today one of the ACC's top players has made a decision on his future. NC State sophomore guard Torquavion Smith is declaring for the NBA draft. Smith averaged 17.9 points, 4.1 assists, and 1.4 steals per game while starring for the Wolfpack this past season. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. This sports update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIL initiative directly supporting Pirate student-athletes. For info on how to donate, please visit teamboneyard.org. More of the Patrick Johnson Show on the other side of this quick timeout right here on 94.3 The Game. In the several years, nearing handful of years we've been on the air, we are always uh, growing and evolving the show. It's just the way it is. And we have the audience gaining and getting more popular every day. So at times I'll repeat myself because... While many of you have been with us for a while as far as listeners go, and I greatly appreciate it, it still blows my mind, I do want to make sure that we catch the people who are tuning in maybe for the first time or have not been long-time P1s on what's going on. So we have been very bullish about making sure that sports gambling is legalized in North Carolina. It'll be good for our industries, despite what some of the geeks in the Triangle Sports Media believe. It'll be great for our station, this station you're listening to. And it is something that we have uh, put an emphasis on over the last several years. Oftentimes during updates when we're previewing games or during scoreboard segments, we'll give you the line. We'll give you the over-under. That's an important part of uh, today's sports culture. Good thing we've supported it. I'm a fan. Let's do it. Good news is that the sports gambling bill has passed the North Carolina House. One of the men who's been a driving force is Jason Sane. He joined Henry Hinton this morning on Talk of the Town. And he, here are some of the highlights of that uh, interview where uh, Jason Sane talked about the push in the state house to legalize sports gambling in North Carolina. Uh, bottom line is we had 52 co-sponsors and then the four main sponsors. So you had two Democrats, two Republicans, uh, Representative Zach Hawkins, Representative Ashton Clemens, 
uh, on the Democrat side, Representative John Bell and I were the, the two Republican sponsors. And then we have 52 of our, of our, of our colleagues, Republicans and Democrats, that joined us in sponsorship. So we, we knew we had momentum going into committee. Uh, we had incredible, uh, votes in committee from, from the year before when you look back. I mean, these, these weren't even close. Uh, in committee. So that, that was one we were in a, a very positive place. But, you know, we also had a year where people had time to sit back and one, reflect and learn more about sports betting. And as we know, uh, Virginia and Tennessee already have it. We've got people every, every, uh, day and, and really on the weekends and you've got big games going on and people who want to bet on sports, they simply just drive across the border into Virginia or into Tennessee, use their mobile phone and, and place their bets and drive back home. I mean, for some, it's a, you know, it's a, a 20 minute round trip. Uh, for others, it's a, it's a little more than that, but not that much. And so, you know, what we do know and, and what we can measure from, from what's out there in terms of reports, there's about $4 billion that is bet annually, uh, at, from North Carolinians, uh, on sports. So you have that going on. But no legal market to do it in here in the state, which meant that the state was having no oversight, no regulation, no no idea what was really happening. And by the way, letting us fund, uh, you know, road schools and things in Virginia and, and, and things in Tennessee. So, uh, what we looked at as a you know a general regulation, but something that gives us an eye on, on what is happening, transparency, if you will. And then, and then of course, the, the tax revenue that will come from it. Uh, we pegged this bill at 14% tax rate, which means State will get somewhere between rough estimates, uh, 60 to 85 million dollars, uh, in 60 to 85 million dollars in the first year. Uh, it will grow from there, of course, uh, as, as folks move out of those illegal markets. Again, it's already happening. Move out of those illegal markets into legal markets in North Carolina where they can be monitored, where they can be taxed. So uh, that, that argument in and of itself, I think, is, is what, uh, you know, helps move people. Yeah, there's a, the opposition was saying that, you know, well, it's, I mean, almost head the sand like it's not even happening. Uh, we know it's happening. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of it's kind of interesting, kind of the, the debates and the arguments that they used against the bill. But end of the day, uh, we had a good vote. We had we had uh, you know a, a pretty wide margin, uh, and again, bipartisan vote. I've got some of my my Republican colleagues who, in no way, shape, form, uh, or fashion, uh, like to have fun. I mean, I'm sorry, like to gamble or uh, 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 approve gambling. Uh, so we, you know. That's fine, and I told them, "Hey, it's no problem. I get that you're against it, uh, but but there's many of us that you know who who saw the revenue that that could come to the state and that we were losing more than more more than gaining revenue. It's, it's the fact that we're paying for other roads and states and other other roads and other schools and, and other states. So uh, those were those were pretty compelling arguments that that I think in the end of the day uh, won enough people over now. Now, there are a lot of lawmakers on both sides of the aisle, but there's a lot of Eastern North Carolina conservative lawmakers who do not like the idea of sports gambling. One of them, I don't think it was a guy from the East, I can't remember where the guy was from, but I mean, he was saying that this is going to lead to prostitution, is what he said. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's a little, little extreme. But look, it all comes down to personal choice. And that is something that Jason Sane says uh, was... An argument that won out in the end. I mean, you, you know, we, we make decisions every day, and, 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 you know, when you drive a car, you're making calculations all the time about, uh, you know, is it, am I going to be safe going in? So, you know, going into work this morning. I, I mean, th- those are, I mean, it's just, it's the way life works. Uh, the stock market is, is again, an informed decision, hopefully, 
Um, though, you know, again, you're, you are gambling money. You can lose when you, when you invest in the stock market. Incidentally, uh, Representative Goodwin did, did vote with us on the bill. Oh, did he? Yeah, uh, he had voted a couple of weeks ago that he was, yeah, he, he, we had convinced him that, uh, you know, we made some, some compelling arguments. And I, and I, look, and I think he, uh, from a pragmatic point of view, he just, it, it, it is happening. He knows that. Uh, it, it is interesting with Representative Kidwell, uh, and he, he was, you know, straight up the whole time that, that he was going to be opposed to it. Uh, but you know, we 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 saw some polling in in a lot of these red districts, including mine. My, my district's very conservative. Seventy-one percent of my Republican primary voters were okay with it. They, they they didn't have either they were okay with sports betting or they just really didn't have an opinion. So at the end of the day, it ends up with most most voters out there. It's a kind of a big nothing burger. If you're if you're wanting to 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 bet on sports, that's something you're passionate about. Something that, that your your entertainment. Then, then you know a lot about it. If if you don't, you don't have to do it. Uh, it's it's the best thing in the world, right? If 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 you are so opposed to it, okay, fine, don't do that. Um, you know, I, I I believe in freedom. I, I believe that people will make choices. It's also not up to me uh, to to take care of everybody that makes a bad choice. Uh, there are people who are problem gamblers. We know that, and we've got a, a more money going into the problem gambling hotline to to help people who are problem gamblers, but. Look, man, it's hard for me to drive past McDonald's and, and, and not think about at least the Big Mac, right? <laughs> so we all have vices and we all have our, our things that, 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 that we enjoy and, and sometimes we enjoy them in such a way that, that it, it, it becomes an obsession or, or an addiction. Uh, and, and so, you know, trying to recognize when there is an addiction, when you don't have any real market in place that, that is legitimate, that, that is monitoring activity, you have no way of regulating uh, or knowing about those problem gamblers in, yeah. in a in a regulated market, uh, you know the, they don't they don't want problem gamblers, right? Because you're you're bad for business um, because sooner or later you're out of all your money uh, and 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 you know you can't come back. Uh, what they what they really want is return customers like any other business people who do it for entertainment, uh, people who who have you know disposable income that are this is their form of entertainment. And versus these, these problem gamblers, people with an addiction are going to find ways to do what they're going to do yeah, anyway. Yeah, uh, it's, you know, it's like it's like a crack at it. Uh, you know, they're, 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 it, you know, you can't rationalize with them, and, and simply making it illegal or not available doesn't mean that they won't seek it out and go do it. So, <clears throat> a lot of a lot of interesting arguments on it uh, from a you know a, a pretend uh, moralist. I think that that uh, uh, you know use it because they, they, they just, just, just don't believe in gambling. And, and that's okay. We can have differences of opinions, but doesn't make someone who voted for the bill immoral at all. It, it, it means that, you know, they just see it a little differently. And so most of, most of our colleagues were pretty respectful of that. Uh, you know, most of the debate was, was pretty well, um, you know, calm. Nobody got too excited. I mean, certainly passionate, but, but not, not over the top or anything like that. So we ended up with a good vote. Your humble correspondent then interjected. That would be me. And I asked about, I asked Representative Sane about the money that would go to various athletic departments for colleges and universities in the state. Now, this would be those in the UNC system, but doesn't sound like East Carolina, based on what he told us this morning, is going to benefit from any of that money. Hit it. Part of what we did with the bill was make sure that we had 
so some some incentives for um, you know to get you know our our athletic programs who aren't as big as some of the others, right? And making sure that they get a portion of that so that we can shore them up so that we've got money that goes to those schools that, that will be there for them. Uh, we, and we, and we did that, uh, for, for our smaller schools, uh, and I'll, I'll grab the list here in just a second. I've got it, but, uh, you know, we, we wanted to make sure that we were shoring those, those, those programs up because they do struggle because they're not the big schools because they don't have the participation. Um, so, so there's, there's, uh, I think a million dollars plus. Uh, as the bill goes to, to a lot of these schools, uh, making sure that, that there's, there's opportunities, uh, for them on their athletic programs to, to, to see some of the benefit of, 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 of the sports betting market, uh, which, you know, they probably wouldn't otherwise. So, uh, that, and that was also a real selling point. Although UNC Asheville was one of the schools, interestingly, interestingly enough, um, that, um, that would benefit from this, but every, I think every member from the Asheville area uh, ended up voting against. It. But uh, but that's oh. that's okay. Uh, we, we, it's not the school's fault. Uh, it, it's more the representatives. But uh, the, the, the the collegiate uh, athletic departments that will benefit: Elizabeth City State University, Fayetteville State University, North North Carolina A and T, uh, North Carolina Central University, of North Carolina Asheville, uh, UNC Pembroke, uh, Winston Salem State. Uh, and we also had UNC Wilmington, UNC Greensboro, and Western Carolina because they just don't have those big athletic programs like ECU and, and NC State and UNC Charlotte, my alma mater. Um, you know, but but what it does mean too, though, is that you end up with even more interest in sports. And we we do have a state that is incredibly interested in sports. We've got a lot of sports fans, as you know, um, and so it, it gives those fans uh, even more opportunity to be a part of of what's happening uh, in collegiate sports. Uh, and particularly women's sports too. I, it, there's been some studies out there that show that 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 with sports betting, more interest comes to women's sports. I think that's important to to know, uh, and and important for those who who are interested in in, in you know all kinds of sports, but particularly women's sports. So uh, while 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 ECU will not directly benefit from from the bill, I, I think the the long term effect of, of of one just having a healthy, um, interested uh, uh, you know state in sports will will benefit everybody involved. So there it is, Jason saying, and again, lawmakers in the House approving betting on professional and college sports from your cell phone or electronic device. House voted to legalize at 66.45. Sharp deal from a year ago when Sane got backstabbed, essentially, got lied to. So, uh, look, North Carolina is falling behind, and this puts North Carolina which is a growing state at the forefront of this deal. Uh, so we will see how all of this uh, goes. It, it looks like, again, I had more than 50 sponsors in the House, which has 120 members. The, the, Senate is already, uh, the Senate is the one who introduced it, passed it last year. They've indicated the most powerful man in the state, Phil Berger, has indicated they're going to vote for it, and the governor says he'll sign it into law. So this is, uh, this is a positive. 100%. All right, thanks to Jason Sane, thanks to Ronald Vincent, congratulations to RV, thanks to Chris Cook, a little overtime here as we lead you into Fox, our Miracle Makers Radiothon tomorrow, uh, we will uh, have uh, some really, really uh, touching stories for you, and we'll also uh, have all of the sports headlines going on in the world, and uh, Kurt Kraft, DCU Track and Field, will be with us. All right, so a timeout. Uh, until we greet you tomorrow.
in uh, 23 hours from now when we have uh, the Patrick Johnson Show. And then tomorrow morning, of course, on Talk of the Town, the Radiothon begins there in earnest tomorrow. Have a great evening, everybody.